Welcome to Rogue News. We are the preeminent geostrategic, geoeconomic, and geopolitical news show on YouTube and on the web. Join us for hard-hitting analysis, behind-the-scenes strategy, and brutal commentary. Find out why many consider us the place to get their news and information. Check us out at roguenews.com. Follow us on Twitter at Real Rogue News, Facebook, and most of the popular podcasting apps. Most of all, remember to subscribe, like, comment, and share. Afternoon, folks. It's the one and only Notorious V Gorilla, the thriller, not from Manila, and my main man, Crypto Cowboy, aka the Crypto Cow Person, because we pro- we practice proper pronouns here. That's right. And we have our producer extraordinary, the one and only CJ. His pronouns are Z and Zer. Is that right, Siege? That's right. That's right. Uh, his astrological sign <laughs> is Pisces. No, wait. What are you, man? Sagittarius. I'm Capricorn. I'm a Capricorn. Right. Yeah, I'm Nick's. a feces. You're a feces, yes. <laughs> and, and Nick is feces, and, I, and I'm cancer. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, guys, it is lots of things going on. You can find Crypto Cowboy lurking in the Discord if you need to find him and get into the Discord. You must go first. Email the gatekeeper himself, the one and only CJ, by emailing him at cj at roguenews.com. cj at roguenews.com. There's, there's a picture of CJ as a young child. There he is. Oh, that's Young Cowboy. That's a cowboy. That's a cowboy. Oh, that was Young Cowboy. Yep. Oh, snap, cowboy man. Right there. What are you doing there, man? Little, CJ's little, in the back. Little, looks like a little merengue, bro. Yeah, I'm bringing the tequila in the back. The yeah, right. it's a little merengue, bro. I see that. Got the bro, the, 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 the stone and the, and the shoe kind of move right there. You know, you got oh, the yeah. little rock, little pebble in the shoe, and he's got a move. You got the broken foot. So you gotta, you know, you gotta have the moves. That's it. Oh, the Dominicanos in New York will respect that. That's that a fact. Dominicano approved right there. <laughs> anyway, you need to get into the Discord. You need to email Siege. CJ at roguenews.com. CJ at roguenews.com. And 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 Koga Pat, I will stop curling TVs. I promise. I promise. I'm getting yeah, more range of motion back, man. A little bit, little by little, little by little. Did you get the MRI? Yeah, I got it done yesterday, dude. That was terrifying. They dude. put you in that machine. You got to sit in the tunnel. First of all, I have very broad shoulders. You know this. I, I, I barely squeezed into the thing, and I'm thinking to myself, "What if I was a fat person? Like, what if I was like a morbid? What if I was a morbid?" And then I'm in this tube. They squeeze me into there, like. Into this tube. And all this loud machinery is going on. Chunk, okay. chunk, 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 yep. chunk, chunk, chunk. Yeah. I'm like, holy crap. And then they give me headphones to listen to music. And you know what music they played, Siege? I mean, uh, Cowboy and Siege? Uh, let me guess. <laughs> they gave you Cardi B. Oh, please. No, no, no. 
Now you got to understand, Cardi Marty, C? I'm claustrophobic. Cardi D. No, I'm claustrophobic. They stick me into this place. They strap me because my arm. Uh, they got to use the uh, the uh, what's it call it? Um, this 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 shell that that takes my arm, presses it against my body, and then wraps me up like a burrito, right? So I can't move my arm. And they got to you know turn on Max, get through all the muscle tissue and stuff. So I'll, I'll tell you right now. You know that song from Journey? It was on Stranger Things season four. Don't stop believing. No man. Right now, here we go. I'll play it real quick. Who's crying now? <clears throat> Separate ways. Oh, yeah, yeah. They start playing that now. I'm really freaking out. Okay, <laughs> here I'll play it real quick. So, y'all, y'all, you, <laughs> oh, I know the song all too well. Yeah, they I start playing like this. I'll play like, like 30 seconds of it. Here we go. Someday, love will find you. And I'm sitting there. And this is playing. I'm like, what the? There's hell? no sound. Oh, there's no sound. No sound. All right, hold on. All right, I'll, I will present with sound. Share screen, Chrome. Share audio. All right, I'm gonna play it now. Let me know if you hear anything. Do you hear it? I think it's super low. That's weird. I can hear something. CJ, can you hear it? Vaguely. Barely. Barely hear I it. I can barely hear it. Barely yeah. hear it. Barely. All right. It's starting off. That's probably what it is. Yeah. But they did like their own version of it. There you you hear that? Oh, there we yeah, go. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. I'm like freaking out, man. I'm like, ah! Steve Perry's got a hell of a voice, though. You got to give it up. If you're Gen X and you haven't seen Stranger Things, you ain't living. That's a fact. That's a fact, yo. Stranger Things in this in my household, that is like, oh my god, dude. Stranger Things, like those guys. Oh my god, dude, same. That's us. It's yeah, Gen riding, X. The whole thing is about everywhere. Gen X. Dude. Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah, absolutely. You don't have to worry about predators, you know? No, exactly. Because the predators got their asses kicked or they wound up dead. That's how it was back then. Yeah, they weren't they weren't put in government positions. No, exactly. They weren't lording over us. But man, if you're if you're Gen X and you haven't seen Stranger Things, season one through four, you are not living. That's all I gotta say. You're not living. CJ, have you seen Stranger Things? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Good. I was about to tell you to hand in your Gen X card if you didn't. <laughs> right? I'm going to boot you up to Millennium. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, man. So, Cabo, what's going on today, man? Lots of stuff going on. There's a uh, lot. I mean, we had, you know, this this week is a lot of economic um, activity, a lot of data that came out. Um, but one thing, as per the title of the show, the Fed isn't solvent, or at least it will be soon. According to uh, according to a few people, insolvent or solvent? In sol- it's solvent now, but oh, yes, yes, uh, yes. they're soon to be insolvent. Mm. Um, there's actually there's a good video by Gammon, and you know George Gammon seems to be just home running. That's nice, Gus. We'll just know him as nice Gus. Yeah, kind, nice, kind Gus. Nice, kind. Um, Gus. But there's also uh, actually a little more succinctly explained without having to go through a whole video. It's done by uh, 
Simon Black, you know, what sovereign man, whoever's doing it, you know, I think he's kind of taking a back seat and letting other people handle it these days. But, um, you know, I do have that. But first, I wanted to like kind of help people or remind people that when you get information, you got to vet it. Um, You know, we do live in the matrix. In fact, I got this clip I'm going to share. Hold on one second. Let me share the screen with the audio. Figured out how to do that. You hit the present, share screen, and then see audio. Yeah, we've got uh, whatever. Yeah, so this is Keanu talking about like some. He he's at a director's house, and he the director asked him to explain the Matrix to the director's daughter. Um, so hopefully this is loud enough for everybody to hear. If it's not, let me know, and I'll just explain it. But hold on. I don't I don't know. I was having a friend's house, this director, and he had some kids, and there was like a 13-year-old, a 15-year-old, a 17-year-old. And the uh, they hadn't seen the film The Matrix. And so the director's like, well, why don't you just tell them it's about? So I start to say, well, there's this guy who's in a kind of virtual world, and he finds out that there's a real world, and he's really questioning what's real and not real, and he really wants to know what's real. And the young girl was like, why? And I was like, what do you mean? She was like, who cares if it's real? Mm. And I was like, what, you don't, you don't care if it's real? And she was like, no, it's awesome. You think it's awesome? I mean, it's awesome. I mean, I think Keanu's being, <coughs> Keanu's being polite. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, you know, this, and I'm showing this because uh, we talked a little on Tuesday when, when, uh, when I came on, when you, you were uh, done pulling your haram too much and hurting yourself. <clears throat> so we, we, you know, we were talking about reality and the way that the kind of the mass media, uh, as Gus kind of always puts it, you know, they're always making it seem like normal people, AKA what are now called conservatives um, are in the minority, you know, people who don't want government overreach people who, you know, don't like uh, teachers telling your kids about sex, you know, any, any of that leftist stuff all coming out of the media people who don't like that they want us to think that we're a minority and that's because we're in the matrix and this example of this young person who you know doesn't care if it's real right this is this is where they're pushing kids this is why the metaverse is, is such a thing that it is these kids don't care what's real they just care yeah. what their experience is and it's a perfect example of that um so you know and to kind of push further on that a little bit very briefly <clears throat> i was in the post office yesterday and i was picking up some christmas stamps you know so we're gonna do christmas cards we're sending them out and so i wanted to get some elf stamps right the wife sends me down to the post office and so as i, I there's kind of an elderly gentleman sitting there and you know I, i'm i was raised to have respect for my elders so you know good morning sir how are you you know that's just kind of how i roll Sure. And we're talking and, you know, soon enough, it comes around to, you know, how the world's losing its mind. And he shares this article. He goes, hey, go to this <clears throat> realrawnews.com. And I'm like, okay. So I read this article about how the uh, education secretary, Miguel Cardona, was arrested by Marines and taken down to Guantanamo. And I'm reading this yeah. thing. I'm like, and I don't want to be rude to my elder. Oh, God. So, yeah, I don't want to be rude. And I'm just like, this thing is fake. I mean, like within two sentences, I'm like, this is fake as hell. Yeah, of you course. Know, I mean, for for and there are so many reasons it's fake, right? So 
what I did was, but you know. Here's the thing. He actually was arrested by Marines and taken to Guantanamo. And then what they did is they put a clone, a robot clone, in his place. That's what happened, cowboy. Not that must be. But it, what this what this is an example of is, you know, you have to be careful because we have on, quote unquote, our side, if you will. I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. hate to it's... use the term sides. We have narratives that we like. And it's really Dude, easy I, to follow. I, I, there are the people I talk to that are like, so uh, when is uh, JFK Jr. coming back? And I keep telling them, JFK Jr., I know him personally. I literally live five minutes away from him. He goes under the alias of CJ. Yeah. Yep. And like, really? Yeah, you and I have talked to somebody oh, yeah. recently who believes in that shit. Yeah. But um, so, you know, that's. That is what that is. But what I'm trying to say here is that, look, if you know, you see an article, seems a little too good to be true. It's meant to discredit. It's so meant to muddy the waters. Do your, you know, if it seems like too good to be true, or even if it seems kind of okay and to be true, <laughs> do some research because this entire website, realrawnews.com, if you go to the about section for them, they're satire. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, they're like they, the I, onion. I, they're like the onion. Yeah, so I'm like, oh, I, you know, I didn't want to. I didn't quite dig that deep, you know, at the post office. I didn't want to even talk. You know, I didn't want to be mean to the guy. But you know, it's a satire like thing. You know, what do you call it? It's a satire Good. paper. So Good just be grief. careful. That's all. We live in the Matrix. Reality's perception. This old guy is probably thinking, oh yeah, they got the. Secretary, got, Secretary Gitmo, and he's uh, gonna be, you know, our honorable military wearing our the, the elite pup troops wearing their puppy yeah. masks. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna spend too much time on it. But the article reads like, oh yes, well, several muscular Marines, like, and he's sitting here several, at this table. Several and, muscular Marines were sweaty yes. with yeah. pup play masks on, arrested in handcuffs to a bedpost. Miguel Calderon, a.k.a. the Latino Heat. Wait, that's CJ's name, Latino Heat. But <laughs> oh, I bet it's you he... crazy, man. Yeah, it's just it's a satire. You know, it's, 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 it's like a the script onion. for a really bad gay porno. <laughs> yeah. Are there any gay, are there any bad gay pornos? Oh, stop it, man. That's disgusting. <laughs> I'm about to like maybe almost spit out my coffee. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Ugh. All right, so the big, um, the big hits this week were uh, CPI and FOMC. So CPI is like you don't think the big hit was Sam Bankman fraud getting arrested and then being and then being and and, and the judge that is uh, put on to uh, to take uh, to take him out or, or or to judge him is the same judge who basically dismissed a case that a buddy of mine had. Who was going after some of these media guys for defamation, and she threw his court case out because if they go to discovery, they'd find out exactly who was funding what on the back end of these media companies. Didn't want to happen. So they got a judge who's gonna practically gonna dismiss this guy. It's unbelievable, man. Go ahead. Yeah, they'll dismiss him or he'll get Epstein or whatever. I don't know. You know, we talked about it. Uh, you guys talked about that yesterday, and yeah, then we sorry. talked about it on Tuesday. I'm sorry. Um, that's a that's a big hit. Yeah, certainly. You know, they, what they did was they arrested him and they put him in jail or wherever in holding so that he'll, he won't be able to uh, to go before Congress. Yeah, of course. 
Absolutely. You know, so that's, they don't, you know, cause he, he's already out there like saying this and that and the other, and probably not following his attorney's advice because whenever something like this happens, you just don't say very much like, or he's whatever you man. do say, it's going to be whatever your attorney tells you to say. And he's out there doing interviews and stuff. I mean, this guy, I, think I mean, I've always man. known he was incompetent, but dude, that's like rule number one, dude. He's he, not he, incompetent. He, he could trade Billions and billions of assets per minute while playing League of Legends at the same time, Cowboy. Well, Can you do that? He, Can he you uses look his at his 16... man tits to do the keyboard? Well, whatever. He uses man boobs either as a controller for playing video games while he's using his eyes to look at 17 monitors, trading billions of dollars of other people's assets, all the while playing League of Legends. Yeah, uh, he's, he's, you know, I mean, I, I'm a little jealous. Yeah, I'm jelly. I wish I had those skills. Me too. Yeah. No, it's they they you know, he there's so much that we've already gone over with with SBF. So it's just like I have SBF fatigue and I've had it for weeks. Fine. It's you know, I'm at a point where like nothing's real. <laughs> That's where I'm at. Like I don't no think anything's justice. real anymore. Exactly. So you know, that said, I mean, you know, like, for example, all the data coming out of the FOMC or uh, not FOMC, but the uh, like the CPI and all that. Um, you know, that kind of data is fudged too, like just by nature of how, oh, totally. how they uh, put those numbers together and that's public information. A lot of the things that they leave out of the CPI. Um, so, you know, but they're going to use that CPI and, and I'm sure they're even fudging those numbers that are already fudged just to be able to do what they have to do. So remember, everybody is conditioned to think that if the rates are cut, and money becomes cheap again, that the market is going to go up. And and it makes sense from a mechanical standpoint, like, oh, okay, well, if money's cheaper, more money gets borrowed, but put in the market, push things up. Well, historically, that's just not how it's gone. And nobody knows this except for people who watched our show maybe two weeks ago. But every time since like the 60s that the Fed pivots from hiking rates to to cutting rates, there was actually a large dump in the market. Now, there is always the idea that you know this time is different and yes it, 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 does history mean that it's going to happen that way no you know just because it happened that way the last eight times doesn't mean it's going to happen that way this next time however in the world of trading and finance this time it's going to be different our famous last words <laughs> always you know so i mean it's you know yes there are some theories out there that there could be a, re a regime change and it could be different this time i know joseph wang um, who is like he <laughs> Joseph Wang was literally like in I think he was in charge or very very important in the uh at the Fed as far as like running QE and running QT so you know and he's he's part of the uh, whole conversation here and what I just brought up is off of his Twitter right so this chart shows how the Fed fund futures at, at different points in times so where the market was wrong and so basically the market meaning like, okay, the market thinks that they're going to like raise or cut rates. Right. And so the market from 2009 all the way to 2015 was a little premature in thinking that rates were going to get hiked. And it, it actually took like maybe what, seven years for the rates to actually be hiked in what the, <clears throat> what the market thought was going to happen. And we're seeing it now again where the market is thinking rates are going to get cut. They go, oh, it's going to get cut in February. It's going to get cut in January. Like, and the market tends to be wrong about these things. So 
you know, just got to be really careful out there. <clears throat> if you're trading on markets, you have to understand that, you know, the markets, I mean, I don't know. A lot of these hedge fund traders and stuff, they're not that smart. Like they don't yeah. trade that well, right. you know? You don't, you don't, there, there are some commercial traders that are really good. Um, but a lot of these like hedge fund guys, not so much. No, that, you know, I mean, right. if that were, if, if hedge fund and pension fund traders were that great, they wouldn't have touched FTX. No, exactly. You know? And the other thing is this, man, you, you take a, a, a hedge fund trader or a pension fund trader, you put them up against an automated index fund. The index fund always outperforms them. It's, it's, it's incredible. Yeah. A chimp. A chimp who just hit the button to get in like an index fund beats right. hedge fund traders on a regular basis. Dude, we've been in like a 20 year bull market. So, well, yeah, that's like, I can't. I, I love forever. watching all these crypto bros getting wiped out, it's wonderful because they all oh, walk yeah. around like they're trading geniuses and now they're having their, 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 t their teeth kicked in and they're watching their <laughs> millions of crypto evaporate. I'm like, stupid idiots. I mean, literally, you got assholes walking around. I should go work for Goldman Sachs. I'm like, dude, you wouldn't even, you wouldn't even, look, well, first of all, there's 15 interviews to get into Goldman. You wouldn't make it past the first one. You're, you're retarded. But this is the overinflated, these young 20 punk, 20 year old punks who think that they're like a Forex trading God or a, or a crypto God. I'm like, get the hell out of here. You don't know shit from Shinola. It's unbelievable, bro. They're so overinflated. 18, 19, 20, they're running TikTok videos. I'm going to teach you how to trade. You moron. Anybody's a genius in a in, in a bull market. It's not like Cowboy when we're in a in, in, in a bear market, Cowboy is scalping profits like his name is Geronimo. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a uh <clears throat> most traders are uh not profitable for four years. If they, those who can last that long, because most traders can't even 90% of traders lose 90% of their money within the first 90 days. So facts, you know, sure. You got, you got your guys that like, but, I mean, but you know, I know this guy, man, he's got a YouTube channel. He's got a TikTok. He, you know, he, he teaches swing trading and I could, uh, but I can make millions of dollars. Just, just, you no, know, unless, it, unless they're showing you live trades, then they, they never do that. Well, there's, there's, there are guys who do, but no, they're are. few and far between few and far between. And, 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 my, and then if they're actually, and then I'm returning 300 X, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, there. I mean, you know, the, no one does. Like yeah. that's, you know, that's just fantasy. But, um, you know, but yeah, you got to be aware. There's just so many grifters out there. Like, you know. Anyway, so the the point is, is that the market is acting a certain way, but in reality, well, reality is just what it's going to be. And part of that reality, as we can describe it, is coming from the Fed. And what's interesting about the Fed and the FOMC and, and all the, the way that they talk is they kind of hint at a few things. Um, so uh, for CPI, CPI is your, it's an inflation. It's like your consumer inflation index. It's the primary one. And it actually came in a little cool. Mind you, CPI is still, um, you know, technically up. You know, it just, it was less up than they thought it was going to be, right? So it was below expectation. So CPI see how this came out yesterday or the day before might be hard to read what what that what i'm looking at but it's, cpi month over month was 0.1 percent so it went up a little bit they expected it to go up 0.3 year over year it's up 7.1 percent they expected 7.3 core cpi month over month uh 0.2 percent they expected 0.3 so inflation is still heading up and here's one of the main problems with the fed 
and how they're handling inflation and why I think it's all kind of a false story. So, and I've been saying this for like a long time now, of course, we do know that, that with, uh, I, I'd say five weeks ago, we did a show on money creation where it was uh, John Titus, uh, you know, courtesy of Catherine Austin Fitz. Um, he did a great explanation that I, I kind of condensed and it talks about how money's created, how the uh, commercial banks essentially clone the money and how they were able to uh, surreptitiously print six trillion when in reality they said they were printing th- or th- when they said they were going to print three, but in reality they were actually able to print six. And yes, that made its way into the market. And what it meant was you got a lot more dollars chasing a lot less goods. And that's that would be on the demand side of inflation, right? But here's a problem: when you make money more expensive, then you're the the real problem with inflation, at least what I think, has to do with supply chains. And when, when during COVID, when everything got like you know they started making way less things, factories shut down, uh, supply chains got routed. You got boats sitting in the harbor for for a year. You know that's a supply chain issue. So yeah, they did print a bunch of dollars, and there are more dollars chasing less goods. But there, the, the I think the biggest problem is the less goods. So, you know, when you have far less goods out there, then the demand is going to rise and people are going to pay more for those goods. Now, the Fed is a hammer. And so to them, inflation is a nail. And so they're only going to use demand side metrics to try to quell inflation. But that doesn't do anything for supply side. And supply side has to do, again, with supply chains. So we have the Fed tightening up rates, right, and into a recession. But the Fed doesn't do have anything to do with supply chains. That not really. I mean, maybe indirectly you can make an argument, but for the most part, we just have money getting more expensive, and there are not a lot of goods to go around. Now inventories are going up, and that is a sign that there are more goods. And yes, you know, it it, it may kind of work in a roundabout way, but in reality, what's happening is the Fed is actually pushing themselves into insolvency, and this is this is kind of where. Um, you know, this is where it gets interesting. So I'm going to bring this up and this is on sovereign research and advisory, which is basically, a, I believe it's an extension of Simon Black's sovereign man. Um, and I like Simon Black, you know, we've been, I mean, he's been around forever. I've, I've been a sovereign man follower since like 2011. Um, but here this, I'm just going to read right out of their article yesterday, the fed released its latest quarterly financial statements showing that the value of their bonds is now 66.5 billion less than what they paid. And that 66.5 billion unrealized loss is far greater than the Fed's razor thin 39 billion in capital. That's like half. It's like <laughs> like this this unrealized loss is like twice the amount of their capital. This means that on a mark-to-market basis, the largest and most systematically important financial institution in the world is objectively insolvent. So just from the statement alone, from unrealized losses, they have roughly twice the amount of unrealized losses as they have capital. Um, and also here, the last bit they say here that's kind of pretty relevant is, is it's also noteworthy that the Fed's financial statements show a net loss of $2.4 billion for the first nine months of 2018. So now Gammon, uh, George Gammon does a really good kind of video. And you know the question is, is how does the Fed continue to run if it's insolvent, right? How does the world's most important financial institution continue to operate if it's insolvent? Money well, pretty good. He, 
Well, so what they do actually is they cook the books. Now, Joseph Wang, whose uh, Twitter page we looked at a moment ago, he actually mm. was doing an interview with George Gaiman, and he kind of explained it as well, and it's called gap accounting. And oh, yes. so the, what the Fed does, unlike any other central <clears throat> bank, is they're able to use future profits to say that they're solvent. So they, they have <laughs> Yeah. So we're going to make the money next Nick, month. Nick, listen. I want you to loan me $10,000 because sure. in the future, I'll be worth $50 million and I'll be able to pay you back. Sounds rather Ponzi-ish. <laughs> you sound like freaking Madoff, dude. I, the hell with Madoff? You sound like a I'm SPF. SPF. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, I mean, that is oh, like. Oh, I love it. The, the Fed is the new black box. Oh, my God. So they're, they're using future profits. Mind you, you know, it's the Fed. Um, so now what I think is really going on is in the background, they probably have a bunch of, of they have a, 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 a war chest that's hidden. No, they, they also uh, have it, deep storage. No, no. Deep storage gold. Talk to Bix. They got gold in the Grand Canyon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's part of deep storage gold. It's so deep, we don't know where it's stored. That's Yeah, that's as deep, that's storage deep gold. as it gets. That's as deep as it gets, man. Oh yeah, no, it's uh, so yeah, they're they're just they're saying, hey, we're gonna make uh, this much money in the next six months, so we'll just add it to our balance sheet now, like, pretty bad. Um, so that's how they're saying that they're solvent. Now, most according to uh, Joseph Wang, most countries would have to actually get uh, it, you know, their equivalent of treasuries. Um, and to, you know, so basically the, the treasury department would, would normally backstop the fed and just give them more treasuries, just pump money into it. And now treasuries, of course, treasury bonds, let's not forget what those are. A treasury bond is a promise to pay based on our children and our grandchildren's, uh, labor. I love it. <laughs> so yeah, oh, it's a giant Ponzi. I just love it. It's That's... a huge Ponzi. And don't so, worry, we'll be able to pay because we are America. We have deep well, storage gold. You know what they say about bankruptcy and, and how how quickly it happens, right? Like it oh happens. Dude, it happens really slowly. On. Not your Huckleberry it... one said it best. For a cheeseburger today, I will gladly pay you next week. That was Wimpy from Pop. <laughs> I'd I would gladly, gladly pay, pay you next Tuesday for a hamburger today. Exactly. I'd gladly <laughs> pay you Tuesday for a hamburger today. Yeah, the Fed is wimpy. The Fed is wimpy. The Fed is totally wimpy. Oh, my God. So this is, I mean, this, the Fed is the most important institution out there. And everybody is just closing their eyes and letting this go. Like, they're like, oh, yeah, well, it's fucking, you know. So I, I honestly think that there is a war chest out there that's hidden by the uh, the euro dollar system. Mm. You know now whether or not they choose to 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 use that. So here's the reason. Part of the reason the Fed has gone insolvent is because when the member banks, the member banks are like holding their money at the Fed, right? Yep. And what they're getting paid is interest, and that interest is determined by the Fed funds rate. So the Fed funds rate keeps going up. So the amount of interest that the Fed has to pay out to their member banks has gone up. Like it's it's. I don't know what's it's basically doubled. So part of the reason the fed's gone insolvent is by their own hand. So you have to wonder how long are they going to keep hiking the rates and making themselves even more insolvent? Mm. That's what you have to wonder. So yeah, that's the, uh, you know, I mean, we're living in the matrix, man. That's why I brought that. It's unbelievable. It's, It's crazy. It's completely insane. 
and, so, and, and and this is why there's a multipolar world. This is why countries around the world are on this mission of de-dollarize or die. They they know how this ends. They don't want to be the last one holding the bag for sure. Well, uh, Robert Kiyosaki, Rich Dad Poor Dad. You know he's got a great YouTube channel. He he gets some real good people on there, and he did an interview with I don't know who and. But he talks about the magic dropper, the and this dropper? is what ba- the magic dropper. Yeah, so this is what bankruptcy looks like, as far as from a perception standpoint, mm. and how quickly it happens. So, if you were to take an eyedropper, like a magic eyedropper, and you just put one drop in a football stadium, and then every second you doubled the drops, and the magic eyedropper has its magic because it has no, it has infinite capacity, right? Right. So. You know, so like the first second is one drop, second number two is two drops, second number three is four. So after like a little while, the the field is going to get a little wet. And after a while, there's like a little bit of water, like an inch or two. You know, I mean, like that's how it goes, and this takes like a long time. Well, if you were to do that, if you had a magic dropper and you had one drop, and then it doubled per second, guess how long it takes for that football stadium to fill all the way to the top? How long? Forty-five minutes. Yikes. And it doesn't seem like it's happening until like 40 minutes into it. Yeah, we're talking about serious compounding here. Yeah, so like 40 minutes into it, you're all of a sudden you're like, oh, we might have a problem. And then five minutes later, you're done. But for that first 40 minutes, it's kind of like, oh, yeah, it feels a little wet. <laughs> so that's how bankruptcy happens from a perception standpoint. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like bankruptcy, it happens really slowly until it doesn't. I forget who said that or I might be paraphrasing. So understand that we don't know how long it's going to take for everything to fall apart. You know, they might be able to hold it together for another couple of years. Mm-hmm. It might be next year. It might be 2028. You know, no one really knows and you're not going to know until everybody knows. <laughs> and I, I think the biggest marker that's going to hasten that right this is again like this is when we're looking at uh we're we're forecasting one thing but then forgetting about the larger geopolitical play the thing that hinges all of this is the dollars reserve currency status they pull all this financial engineering because the dollar is still quote-unquote world reserve currency well yeah didn't the petro uh yuan just take a bite out of that well that and the bigger thing is play is 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 not the dollar for 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 yuan but the bigger play here is that the multipolar world is coming into agreement especially being led right now by vladimir putin that having gold trade settlement for oil for petroleum that is the kill shot heard around the world and it oh, was yeah. I, I, and i forgot who's the banker i think it was one of the bankers from deutsche bank or or credit suisse or one of these uh, corrupt organizations that said that that could be the thing that 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 will not only end the dollar, but you're you're talking about an overnight revaluation of a minimum, and they're saying conservatively thirty six hundred dollars an ounce for gold on spot. We could possibly see uh, north of five thousand dollars on spot, you know, for for gold alone, which will absolutely be a kill shot uh, for the dollar, and and that's the whole thing. See, the, the, it's the petrodollar system. It's the world trade. Sorry, the world reserve currency, backed by the strength and power of the United States Navy, that is what ensures world reserve currency status. All those things, all three of those things that I mentioned, 
are all on very, very, very shaky ground right now. And it could end with when whenever they choose to end this, which could be in the next two years, maybe three. Good. Yeah, bye. Well, that's pretty much it. Um, you know, uh, what do you mean? That's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. It's it's over, and oh. uh, we should just uh, buy some cat food and head uh, to the basement. Head to the basement. Wait for the SWAT team to come through the door. Yeah, SWAT team's coming. <laughs> just, you know, forget about it. No, I mean, I don't know. Um, Look, all I know is that maybe... I, I want to make sure that I'm current on my Venmo payments and my and, and my PayPal payments and stuff. That, that's my Venmo about. payments are an average of five hundred and ninety nine dollars and ninety nine cents. So. And ninety nine cents. Yep. Yeah. Yep. CJ, yeah, how about you? So, are, you are, your, are your PayPal and Venmo looking good or what? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're <clears throat> they're directly in line with what the Fed is, is looking for. So. Good. Good. I just want to make sure. Got to be careful with all that, you know? Yeah. Yeah, we have to because, you know, anything more than that, then you're uh, a, a terroristic transphobian. transphobian. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my so God. Here's a really good what? example of if you're out there trading, right? <clears throat> like, you have to understand what these market makers do and how they're kind of jacking you. Uh, let me make these candles a little easier to see. Give me one second. Uh, borders. Make them white. Why it got to be white, dog? So people are always kind of like sitting there. Oh, well, the Fed's going to say this. and The market's going to do that. And look. If you're a trader, whether it's crypto, whether it's uh, Forex, especially in my currency pairs, understand that the the economic data is just an excuse for the bankers to to kind of f you over. Um, it, what so what bankers can do, or large players can do, is they can move the market so that your stop losses are hit, right? And what does that mean? Like, well. For example, this is the EUR USD, and the ECB made their announcement uh, around midnight. Let's see. And then we had uh, this morning, there was some some data that came out from the Fed, right? So let's just say that you bet on the ECB hiking rates. So your euro is going to be stronger, right? Yeah. So you, oh, I'm going to go long. I'm going to... So let me just pretend I'm actually going long here. I'm going to go long. The, you know, they're going to hike rates and the Euro is going to be stronger. Right. And so you go ahead and you do that like back here. You're expecting that, whatever it is. So what they'll do is they'll actually jack the price, the opposite direction first and knock you out of your trade and then head back up. And then the opposite can happen as well. You know, let's just say you decided to go short they go ahead and knock you out of your trade way up here at the top and then bring it back down to reality. If these announcements had any real bearing on what the market does, you wouldn't have this like this temporary movement where you just see like uh, everything kind of rally all the way up and then instantly come back down to where it was. So that rally up and come back to where it was, that tells you that basically these bankers use these announcements as carte blanche to go around and, and mess up people's trades. Yeah, and this is why I don't trade. Uh, like yesterday, I mean, I, I had a little tiny trade. I took it, you know, during the agent session because there was enough time between announcements and all that. But the reality is that, yeah, you know, if you are a trader, one thing that you could consider is not trading while large announcements are being made. So, 
That's just like a, a lesson from the trading desk. desk Unless, of course, you're one of these 20-year-old TikTok, you know, trading mavens. Then you could trade all you want, bro. Oh, uh, genius. They're all geniuses. They are. They're all geniuses. Yeah. Well, you know, everybody is a genius in a bull market. That's all. Yep. You know, everybody thinks that, oh, yeah, well, I, you know, I made this much. And look, 2017, when I got into crypto, like I made my money through arbitrage. So that was, you know, I developed it myself. I didn't even know what I was doing, but I, I had enough. I don't know. I just, I grabbed on. So, and then I kind of got lucky when the market went up. Right. Yeah. And then after that, you know, you think everything's going to go up forever when it's your first time around. And then you end up, you know, and I was too scared to use a tether. I didn't want to get out in the tether. So, you know, I knew that the market was going to head back down, but I'm like, ah, crypto is the future. Well, that was a mistake. Had I just gotten out and got back in later, made a lot more money. You learned that the first time around. Now, this time when Bitcoin went up to 68,000, my metrics through my algorithm that I've developed over years told me that right when it kind of headed down to say the 50. Two fifty-one thousand dollar level. I told my buddies and I told people on here say, "Hey, do your own research. This is an investment advice." But I'm getting out, right? And I yeah. did. Yeah. You know, and price is done when it's done. So, you know, this trading is not something that you just jump into. Most people who are traders, they get in, they get their head knocked like I did in 2017. Even though I made a lot more money, <laughs> I mean, sure, I took some big losses, but I made a lot of money. Like, but no, considering but- what I started with, you right. know. But uh, it's you know trading is something that you don't just jump into. It's you gotta you gotta do some research and learn how to do it. Yep, you know? agreed. See, you got something uh, lined up for us, Clip? Yeah, I got I got a few things I think that we need to you know to take a look at in consideration. And and we when we can circle back to the whole Fed and and bankruptcy thing, I I I I often think that they attempted to solve that by implementing uh, what was the name of that MM, MMP or or modern monetary modern policy. monetary theory. So, so in theory, yes, I think the, the Fed could go bankrupt, but um, the way that they have things established in terms of, of creating treasuries out of thin air, you know, buy their own treasuries to create money, monetary, I'll have to watch those videos to get better understanding of, of, of that potential uh, possibility. Uh, but one thing that has really is, is concerning is that Everyone remembers the COVID era and remembers the amount of money that was created during that time period in terms of, of government expenditures. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Right. Well, one thing I was listening to a, a, a podcast yesterday. It was actually wasn't a podcast. It was a congressional uh, committee that came together to express concern is that, you know, right now there's an omnibus spending bill that's in front of, of Congress. And and they always do this type of bill right before the holidays where. Congress is anxious to get home for the holidays. Lord knows they only work 20 days a year right now. But this bill, this bill is actually almost being supported a little bit by Mitch McConnell in the Senate. And there are several Republicans who have already signed on to this. And the alarming thing is, is that they basically kept because COVID is still considered what, like in a national emergency, right? We, we haven't mm-hmm. taken away that status yet. So therefore, a good chunk of the COVID emergency funds is still layered into this bill. Oh God. And, and you have a <laughs> lot of legislatures that are coming forth. Rand Paul, uh, wh- what's the gentleman's name from uh, Tim Scott from Florida. Is it Tim yeah. Scott? <clears throat> Several that came forth and said, you know, why are, 
why are we doing this? You know, you know, and we don't want government to shut down. I have no problem with it personally, but I know a lot of people are dependent upon their, their social security checks and whatever benefits. And, you know, I don't want to sit here and debate what happens when government shuts down, but they're like, why, why are we doing this? Why are we attempting to pass this multi trillion dollar bill that we're voting on? I think tonight that nobody has read like this bill. No one has ever, no one even understands What's in it? It's almost like the Nancy well, CJ, CJ, you gotta pass it to yes. know what's in it, don't you? Right, know? Siege. You have to pass it to see what's in it. Exactly. Yes. It's you just like the shots. You gotta take the shots so that you know how they work. Yeah. So I mean, the the level of stupidity that's that's happening here, and, and unfortunately, you have a, a a kind of an inner war that's happening right now within the GOP. You have the um, Mitch McConnell side, and and I'm not impressed with Kevin McCarthy either. I. I personally don't hope. I hope that he doesn't become Speaker of the House. I hope that they have enough. He doesn't garner enough votes, and that they have to determine someone else uh, to do that. Because I think he's kind of the uh, middle of the road representative. He's I, gutless. I, he has no courage. He's, he's gutless. He has. He has. You know. He's not willing to stand firm in in terms of these these uh, policies. And so my concern is that they move forward with you know the midnight passing of this bill, which again we know why this has to happen because. Basically, they what they do in return is they'll take this trillion dollar bill. Who knows what in the world is in it? You know, it goes towards funding a lot of these things that are, again, propping up the dollar. This is going to what's it going to do for inflation? We, we know what it's going to do for inflation. It's just going to be more money that's being created. So you, not only do you have this. So what the, the solution is, is to pass a stopgap bill basically which would fund government till the end of the year and then allow the new congress to come in allow the the gop congress to come in and and, and openly debate this bill my my fear is i don't think that's what's going to happen i think there's going to be enough pressure they're going to put enough pork in it to satisfy every gop person and say hey this is what we're going to give back to your your representative your community yada 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 so not only do we have that going on? But we also have a DOD uh, spending bill that's also oh, oh lovely in, in, in the works as well. Now well, the highest bill ever. Yeah, one of the highest bill ever. One of our listeners uh, contacted us on our contact information on on Rogue, and 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 and, I'm, and we haven't drawn attention to this, but we probably should. So I'm glad that he did. I was kind of waiting to see where it was going to go because it was still very early in the discussion. But within this defense authorization spending bill. Uh, a bunch of uh, uh, conservative Republicans, 22, I believe, total have said <clears throat> we're not willing to sign on for this spending bill unless it removes the uh, jab mandate for for military uh, people that. And in fact, we want for those that have been kicked out of the military to basically be reinstated with back pay. So it's, so it's pretty significant. Like this would basically remove, you know, that mandate for for military uh, personnel. Um, but not only that, I'm going to bring this into stream uh, because I think that uh, instead of me stating it, I think this is very relevant in terms of the spending and why it makes absolutely no sp- sense for us to not only to give the DOD what they're requesting, but also increasing it. So let, let me let Jimmy Dore uh, explain this. Three revoke said the GOP. Rand Paul says, so how do the big spenders from both parties in Congress respond to the Pentagon failing to track $2.1 trillion? 
they increased the Pentagon budget. That's the penalty. The Pentagon bill now totals $857 billion. That's $55 billion more than the president requested. It's more than we spend on transportation, veterans education, veterans education, justice, international affairs, the environment, housing, science, space, job training, and employment combined. So if you don't think you're living in a complete... So you think Trump was was corrupt? Well, he had that school. He had, he had that Trump <laughs> University. You have no idea how much corruption is in $857 billion. By the way, that's just what's on the books. That's just what's that on the books. you're allowed to see, not the secret books. You can end homelessness with less than $55 billion. A budget is a reflection of values, and we should value our unhoused neighbors and provide them resources, not further expand the military-industrial well, complex. What about the uh, moral hazard of that? What uh, what about the Merle Haggard? <laughs> Did you help vote for the ninety billion in aid to Ukraine Nazis? Oh, so Ilhan Omar getting called out for her hypocrisy, right? You are also part of the reason the Pentagon bill has exploded. She voted for the ninety billion aid to Ukraine. She's a she's also a bullshitter. <laughs> so there you go. If you want to know about corruption, it's your government. It's not Russia. It's not China. It's your government, the United States government, more corrupt than Russia, more corrupt than China, more corrupt than maybe the rest of the world put together. You're being run by criminals and their name aren't Donald Trump. You're being run by criminals. Their name is the military industrial complex, the the, the, uh, the, uh, the military industrial complex, the health insurance industry, big pharma uh, and the oil companies and big tech. That's who's actually running your country. It's And the people like Joe Biden, who's demented, is not making any decisions. Those decisions are being handed to him by Wall Street and military industrial complex. And if you don't think so, look at that fucking budget. That budget tells you where their priorities are. And the American citizen ain't it. You, they're your enemy. Who's your enemy? Russia? No. Your enemy is the United States fucking government. And it's time you Thank rise you. up against it. Hey, we're Drawing doing the F-bombs, man. Wow. Well, you you want to know something, guys. Look, we need to keep perspective here because I don't know if you guys know this, but yesterday the great God Emperor himself, Donald Trump, has announced a major announcement. Did you, did you see this major announcement, CJ? I didn't see it yet. <clears throat> mm. <laughs> I love CJ's response. I didn't see it. He's released his big announcement. He's selling $99 digital trading cards in his likeness. <laughs> oh, God. NFTs. NFTs. Nice. Basically. If they're going to be the best sale... NFT, the best trading card that anybody's ever seen. <laughs> it's, it's literally tremendous. The staff and I have worked very diligently on this. So some of the best trading cards digitally. It's the most exquisite, the most stupendous, the most tremendous trading card ever. In fact, it's the, mo it's the most important invention ever. And that's what he's being ridiculed for. He was like, I have this big announcement. Everybody's like, well, what, what, what's happening? What's happening? And boom, he's trading cards. Meanwhile, DeSantis is kicking Big Pharma in the gonads, in the huevos. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I, I don't uh, know what more people need to see here. No. He's uh, I, was just, I was just super excited whenever I caught this podcast that, you know, Jimmy said this because, you know, Jimmy obviously he's a, he's, a, he's a liberal, right? You know, so yeah. he's... He, you know, he's a liberal, um, you know, has a huge audience. You know, his YouTube channel has a loan on it over a million uh, subscribers. And so now you have what we've been saying here on Rogue for the last several, several years is that your enemy is not Russia. Your, your enemy is not China. Your it's enemy here. is the people is here. The greatest right. threat to our country and our republic 
is the United States government and ourself. One and, and, and I was thankful because I finally felt that our message is finally resonating. People are finally getting it right. Like it's not, it's not left, right or anything else. It's, it's the government in itself is the enemy of the people. We knew we need to acknowledge that we need to share that message instead of going home or over Christmas and yelling about left, right, bullshit politics. No, no, no. It's government in general. The government is the enemy of the people and that's it. Well, didn't the government shut down like a couple of years ago for like a, a month or something? Yeah, it did. Oh, they did. Somebody, yeah, yeah. Someone yeah. wrote an article was like, uh, "Life was like great." A tier, yeah, a tier. They did, a and they politicized it. Right? That's that's the first thing they do is when it shuts down. It's it's always someone's fault. Like you know, we we have to politicize why the government was shut down, and you know, and then they start having these uh, showing the food banks, and you know, people didn't get their discretionary funding, whatever they're spending, and. And so now the long lines are, are longer, but, you know, again, we, and, and I think that what the, the, the government and the spending that they do in DC is what allows this illusion to continue. Yep. And, 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 and unfortunately it's going to get, it's going to get very painful. Like nothing is, is systematically changing. Like even as the fed is raising rates, I, I haven't done this yet, but I'm tempted to do so this weekend is to sit down and take the inflation indicators across every industry as far as a consumer. So, mm. so if you were to sit down at home and write down, how much did my grocery bill go up? Okay. How much did my utilities go up doing? How much did uh, uh, education uh, costs go up? Ding, write mm. that in. If you were to write that in, it's not a 7% inflation that we're facing. Overall, dollar-wise, it's probably more like 20 or 30% inflation, and, and that's something that no one is talking about. It's compounded. It's not simple inflation rate. It's compounded interest rates that's drowning us as consumers, and no one's talking about it. So, so we're there. It's we're not inflation, bro. You're, it's freedom, Siege. It's, it's freedom that we're paying more. Why yeah, it's, how, it? it's how we fight Putin. We got to man. We have to, I agree. We have to do our part to support, uh, to support Ukraine. <laughs> we do. We have to fight Vladov Putler. <laughs> Putler is the biggest threat to America and Xi Jinping's China with his zero COVID lockdowns is the biggest thing to America. Not Washington DC. Never look at DC and what they do. There's, there's pure as the wind driven snow. And Andy oh, reminds us that we have to Hold be classy. Hold my beer guys. as I go steal another election. Let's, let's keep it classy, V. Let's, let's be classy. classy. Keep it classy. We got to play by the rules. Keep it classy. Well, there is a little bit of crypto news that we could talk about. Um, let me bring this up really quick. Are you going to talk about the banana coin that I've been working on? Yes, banana coin. It's going to be what the uh, gorilla eats is his banana coin. That's how we do things. Um, <laughs> Binance. So- so okay so here's one thing that happened after ftx happened all of the different exchanges had to do what they're calling an audit or like a verification of reserves basically right and this is an article that came out i think on monday on zero hedge and to to, basically this audit is to go ahead and say okay binance has this amount of reserves and so their money is back and funds are safu as uh, as CZ likes to say. Now, I do like Binance and I like CC, uh, uh, CZ and I don't want to talk too much trash, but this actual audit was done by like a second tier auditing company and they're not even calling it an audit. It's called uh, 
Mazars. Mazars. Um, so who did the audit? The pseudo audit, they're calling it a pseudo audit, was done by Mazars, a mid-tier global accounting firm, according to Wall Street Journal. It's US arm Mazars USA previously worked for former President Donald Trump's company. Earlier this year, Mazars USA said it would withdraw from its work for Mr. Trump's company and would no longer stand by financial statements it had previously prepared. Binance didn't specify which of Mazars' offices would be doing the verification of the reserves. A Mazars spokesman uh, declined the comment. So this, you can dig deeper into this article, but the audit that they did to verify reserves, this audit isn't, it's, I mean, you can't trust it. It's, it's bullshit. not. It's, it's a bullshit. fluff piece. Look, man, it, it, it's these, these bloody exchanges, man. And, and this is why I always tell people like, oh my God. You know, we, you know, this is no secret, but about two and a half years ago, we went out to, you know, create an exchange. Uh, you know, I, I got involved from some partners and investors. We went out to create an exchange and we realized the, the legal and regulatory hurdles that were involved after we spent millions creating this, right? Millions. I could have been driving two different Lamborghini Aventadors, bro, at this point. SVJs, no less. But, um, uh, the amount of millions of dollars that was pumped into the, into this, we realized this cannot be done. And we created a, an exchange where it has – it's an exchange wallet, but it's held with the client. It's it's held with the client side of things on the client's own device. It was, it was a very unique technology. I don't want to get too much into it because we've, we've revamped it and we're, we're launching it as this amazing new thing that's part of the DAO that we will be launching in the in, in the new year, and we're ninety nine percent done and complete with it. But everybody else with these exchanges, what, 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 the biggest problem going through that experience, what I realized, none of these exchanges that we were looking at, seeing, hey, how do they do it, and talking to the, some of their dev teams, and talking to the the people that are providing their wallet technologies, and I'm having conversations with these guys who are providing the wallet technologies for these exchanges. You realize, holy shit, they're very similar to retail banks. They don't have any reserves, or they have very little of it. It's terrifying. Go ahead, Kevin. Well, no, that's it. So just understand that if you have your money on a reserve, like a lot of these companies are not holding hard assets, if you will. Uh, they're not like holding, I don't want to use hard assets, but they're not holding currency. They're not holding dollars. They're holding a basket of assets that is supposedly equal to the reserves. But here's the problem is that if the market really takes a hard fall, then that basket of goods is not worth what it used to be. Right. So, you know, I, I don't give investment advice or anything like that, but I can tell you what I'm doing is that I keep a very small amount of cryptocurrency on any of the exchanges that just to, just to trade with. And the rest of it is all under, uh, you know, cold wallets and stuff like that i want to play this real quick because i'm i'm not sure if this was his testimony regarding ftx and this is a little uh insider information in regards to the whole binance ftx thing and 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 i really think the sec is going to go after hardcore after binance um and potentially shut it down i'm that's speculation on my part but let me let me play this part and kevin explains i did not realize this but uh ftx was a a, 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 a large holder or I'm sorry. Let me let me play it to clarify what's your binance holder. holder. Yeah, yeah, here we go. I do believe FTX failed. 
I have an opinion. I don't have the records. Here it is. After my accounts were stripped of all of their assets and all of the accounting and trade information, I couldn't get answers from any of the executives in the firm, so I simply called Sam Bankman-Fried and said, where is the money, Sam? He said he had been refused access to the servers. He no longer knew. I said, okay, let's step back. This is a simple case in my mind of where did the money go? And I said, Sam, walk me back 24 months. Tell me the use of proceeds of the assets of your company. Where did you spend it? And then he told me about a transaction that occurred over the last 24 months, the repurchase of his shares from Binance, his competitor. I didn't know this at the time, but at some point, CZ or Binance, who runs Binance, purchased 20% ownership in Sam Bankman-Fried's firm for seed stock. And then over time, and I asked him, what would compel you to spend 2 billion was the number he was giving me at that time. Later in a subsequent conversation, about 24 hours later, he told me it could have been as much as $3 billion to buy back the shares from CZ. I asked him, what would compel you to do that? Why wouldn't you keep your assets on your balance sheet? And why would you offer this to just one shareholder? He said, because every time we went to get licensed in different jurisdictions, because you must understand the prize of crypto is to get regulated. For all the talk we say about Bitcoin and everything else, no institutions own this. I work for the sovereign wealth and pension plans. They don't touch this stuff, it's unregulated. Between these two, let's call them frenemies, because they obviously were the two, potentially the two largest shareholders in the firm. They had a disagreement. They had a falling apart. Apparently, according to Sam Bankman-Fried, CZ would not comply with the regulator's request in these different geographies, these different jurisdictions, to provide the data that would clear them for a license. He withheld it, according to Sam Bankman-Fried. The only option the management and Sam Bankman-Fried had was to buy him out at an extraordinary valuation of close to $32 billion, less apparently a 15% discount. That stripped the balance sheet of assets. You ask me why it went bankrupt? Go to the last week. All of a sudden, in social media, CZ is asking for another $500 million. He wants to do a block trade of FTT, or, or, the, or, the, or the, the proprietary token of FTX. Wants it converted back to fiat. Why would you put that out there? You know it's going to push down the pressure. It's going to put, push down the value of that coin dramatically, and that's exactly what happened. Every trader knows if you have a large block trade, you go negotiate a clearing price with other buyers and you do the transaction. Yep. In my view, my personal opinion, these two behemoths that own the unregulated market together and grew these incredible businesses in terms of growth were at war with each other. And one put the other out of business intentionally. Now, maybe there's nothing wrong with that. Maybe there's nothing wrong with love and war. Binance is a massive, unregulated, global monopoly now. They put FTX out of business. Now, lots of other reasons, I'm sure, but that's my personal opinion. That is what Sam Bankman-Fried told me in terms of where the assets went. Why should we care? Single reason. I'm a shareholder. 
you tell me the two largest shareholders do a transaction together, that's a related party transaction. Yep. I'm not sure you if that's okay. That. Maybe I want a Madoff clawback yeah, on those proceeds. That to the investors. There you go. Interesting. I think uh, what I think is this: we all know Binance is the largest uh, crypto exchange in the world. We know that they're not domiciled in the United States; that they do have a, a U.S. subsidiary, Binance U.S. You know, Binance USA. So, what is this real bullshit all about? We all know. FTX is not a crypto exchange. FTX was a money laundering operation masquerading as a crypto exchange. The financial dealings and trade dealings that Kevin O'Leary just mentioned is just the surface of what it is. This is the cover story that he's been told and that so many other quote-unquote investors in FTX were told or basically the layperson that's been told who are left holding the bag that this is what happened, right? Because you know, oh, it was it, it was CZ and Binance who created a run on FTT tokens, causing FTX to implode. That's all. Did that happen? Yes. But is that what really killed FTX? No. What killed FTX is that it's it's it, it already uh, it, it already served its time. It's already served its purpose. Its purpose was money laundering. Its purpose was God knows how many dark and black covert political operations, NGO operations, all these other things that were happening. That FTX was a was a was a was an engine, a cog in the wheel to that. And when that when that is all gone, and maybe perhaps a combination of hey they're doing this, but they. But the intelligence services that are really running FTX, how else do you lock out your, the quote-unquote CEO? You're a CEO, but you get locked out? It's the most craziest thing I've ever heard. You get locked out of your own servers? That doesn't happen, folks. We all know SPF did not run FTX. We all know that. The intelligent apparatchiks figured out, okay, what was happening? And you got to understand, what is Binance, really? Binance is a Chinese operation, Okay. As much as uh, you know, CZ's out there. This thing. See, this is a covert war between the United States and China. At some level, the details of which we'll never exactly know. Okay, we'll never exactly know. But it's a covert war, and then the U.S. arm realized that they're in a losing position. It's game set match. They decided, to, okay, we're, we're going to implode it. We've made, we've laundered hundreds of billions of dollars through FTX, and it's done. So now the U.S. saying we're going to go after, uh, uh, you know, we're going to go after Binance. You can't go after Binance. Binance is not domiciled in the United States. You're not going to, you're not going to go after them. Binance doesn't care if all of a sudden you go after and you shut down their U.S. subsidiary and U.S. Uh, 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 persons cannot trade on Binance no longer. It doesn't really affect their business too much. This is the whole entire thing. The full story, we won't know. We'll get maybe some drips here and there, but that's the real story. And, and, and this is what they're telling the public. Oh, this was just a, a crypto thing, and, and, and it was regulatory, and, 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 and this was happening. No, it is a money laundering engine. Two, 
exchanges that are involved in all sorts of activities, some good, some bad, the details of which we'll never know. Good guys. No, that was, you know, that. Well, I, I think it definitely plants a seed, right? Like it, 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 you know, yes, true. It plants a seed in terms of, you know, follow the money and what transactions are able to, <clears throat> you know, to verify. And this is, you know, way, way above my pay grade in terms of, you know, what, what do individual shareholders do um, to file either individual lawsuits or the security exchange commission questions that transaction specifically and, and looks at the documentation and how that affected, you know, Binance. I don't know. I don't know what the sec could potentially do to Binance here. Um, I don't know how much of Binance holdings is in U S tokens. Um, uh, could could they uh, regulate or or potentially shut down or take a look at any type of financial transactions that are U.S. bank driven and, and order the banks to shut down all bank accounts that have any type of transactions with Binance? I I wouldn't put that past them. I mean, no, I the, we, without a doubt, that, that's already happening. I'll tell you right now. I've I, one of the major liquidity providers that we deal with on the institutional level. They're no longer banking with Silvergate. They're reevaluating the banking relationships. There are some major banks that have got not I would say major banks. There's some banks that have gotten into some major trouble because of this whole FTX thing. And here's the whole entire thing, right? The bigger play here for the U.S. is consolidation, right? So what is is crypto dead? No, far from it. Far from it. Oh my God, crypto's the mother of all pumps is going to happen. Wait till 2023, okay? I'm trying to find that uh, that whiteboard from Davos. Oh yeah. So crypto is far from dead. But what is the whole FTX Binance situation does? It gets rid of the competition. If if they can get if they if they nuked FTX, which also serves them, it serves them the purpose of saying, hey, look, why go through FTX when you can come through us at, at Bank of America or Merrill Lynch or JP Morgan or Goldman Sachs? You know, Goldman has circle. Get it through us. Get it through us, and we'll you know you get it through Circle, and you know we'll introduce you to USDC, and and everything's stable, everything's fine. Get it through us. It's eliminating the competition because that that was the the other main purpose of FTX, but killing Binance or not killing because they can't kill Binance, but to eliminate Binance completely from not only the United States, but if they can get Binance out of the Western world in particular, kick them out of Europe kick him out of London, right? That's the bigger play. Now, the U.S. and the West can start, you know, muscling in on the crypto business. And this is why Bitcoin will never die. Guys, I could send hundreds of millions of dollars from one wallet to another, have it liquidated, and it costs 34 cents. And and it's there in seconds. That's this thing that bankers and financial institutions find absolutely salivating so this 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 whole uh you know uh binance and ftx there's three layers to it you have the intelligence money laundering layer you have the 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 industry regulatory layer and then you have the continued fracturing between the multipolar world and the and, and the unipolar world where you have two completely different financial systems and they're vying against each other. And this whole entire war between 
Binance and FTX is just a small battle in that regard. Yeah, I can't yeah. seem to find it, but you know they did have at Davos this year. Um, they had a whiteboard, and we've we've shown it on the show a couple of times. But you have the shadow yep. banking phase when you know up until I think they had it listed as 2022. You had all these companies like Gemini and you know Coinbase and all these you know Binance and <clears throat> all that kind of stuff. And then those are all the companies that are the shadow banking is before. 2022 ends and then after 2022 it shows all the companies that are going to run crypto and it's Citibank, Goldman Sachs, JP Morgan. So, you know, FTX is basically the it's like uh it's <laughs> it was like a missile full of contagion that they sent into the shadow banking community. This is why I said this guy is the suicide he SBF and FTX is the he Sam Bankman-Fried was the suicide bomber driving the explosive-laden truck into the industry. And that explosive-laden truck was FTX. The amount of damage this guy has done to the industry has fucked up so much of our business, it's not even funny. It's not even funny. I mean, we're, we're, everybody's going to recover. We're going to go into 2023 very strong. But it is remarkable to see who's left standing. My God. It wasn't not only like it was only like less than three weeks ago. We had like eight bankruptcies in like a week. It was crazy. Oh yeah, yeah. And nobody knows if that if that's all played out. You know, nobody knows if that contagion has is done creating the damage that uh, that it will. Yeah, oh. two at two p.m. Um, it's easier to find these things on the app uh, versus the uh, desktop version. But at at two p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, it looks like there's a pretty a big conversation set for FTX and 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 Binance. There's going to be a roundtable at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Twitter Spaces. Oh, nice. Is it just people, or do they have people from FTX and Binance? They there'll be a multitude of different people chiming in. Um, they get to control how many people speak. There's, they can allow up to 15 people at one time, and then you know this this stream will this space will probably have at least a couple of thousand people in it. So it'd just be interesting their takes on, on this. And it's titled Kevin O'Leary, FTX and Binance. What's going on? The round table mm-hmm. set for 2 PM. I remember back when Kevin O'Leary was calling it crypto crap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't buy it. That's because he was now look it. at him. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're all yeah. He just wants yeah. his money back. Of course. Exactly. Yeah. He got played. He got played in an intelligence op and now he's butt hurt. Yeah, Hubble's got a uh, Hubble Servants has a great song. It's called "You Got Played." Yeah, uh, we got to play that one day for sure. We gotta have a hobo. Uh, we gotta have hobo. We're gonna do a karaoke night. night. We need to do a karaoke where he plays songs that, and people come in, and they sing the song as he's playing his guitar. That'd be fun. You know, he was. Uh, you know, he does a show on Thursday and Friday every morning at uh, ten EST, ten Eastern. So, you know, hop on his uh, YouTube channel. He's he's got original content on Thursdays, which is really great. He's got some really good stuff. And, and on Fridays, he does covers. And, uh, you know, he'll do covers for a pittance. You just, you know, do the buy me a cup of coffee.com and, and he'll learn a cover and play it for you. Sure. Absolutely. Oh, Lord. Folks, we are at the end of the show. Um, Hold on. I got one. What? <laughs> I don't know if I should send this. <laughs> Hold on a second. Send it. Not you're laughing. <laughs> you got to send it there. I, I kind of have to because it's it has to do with SBF going to jail. Um, 
I think you've seen it already, V, but. <laughs> is it from the quartering? Or Starshine Redemption? The what? Go ahead, put it up. All right, hold on. Why isn't it? Uh, I got to do it from my. F- oh, here it is. <laughs> All right, bringing it up. I got to do a screen share. Present. This is a. Uh... <laughs> and I can't believe I'm doing this. Okay. So go ahead and bring it up. Oh! <laughs> oh, awesome. oh my That's God! <laughs> wow! Wow! All right, take it down. That's awesome. I, I, I have something too, but it's not as crass as Cowboys. This is pretty funny. <laughs> We should leave and let that stream for like an hour or two. Leave it up. Uh, You guys are crazy. (laughs) You guys are crazy. Hold on. Let me see if I can find it. Uh, If I can't find it, the hell with it. Let me see here. Uh, That's what I heard, Raven 6, that the the prisons in the Bahamas are no joke, that they're all hardcore. Yeah, they are no joke, man. He's probably taking up the booty a couple times. (laughs) He's making friends, man. I'm sad. Bag me free. Oh my god! Make him squeal like a pig. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, anyway, the uh, at least the guy, uh, the nuclear energy disposal guy, got fired. That's a good thing. Yeah, the luggage stealer. Here, here's another one. uh, That's pretty funny. If you can see it. No, they expect one of us in the wreckage, brother. (laughs) <laughs> you have to go. Did we? <laughs> Did we? Did we light the fire? No, brother. Word, word is it that the uh, the one chick uh, plea bargain that she went to DC was in DC like the day before his arrest, and she spilled the beans and and uh, oh, his a nerdy girlfriend. Yeah, the the, 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 the genius, the, the investor genius. Yes, I don't lose time losses. <laughs> And watch this. This is a funny clip. This is from the quartering. This is hilarious. So when Sam Bankman Freed came to me in 2022 and asked me to Caroline Ellison into the prison for him, I told him no problem. Sam came to Shawshank in December of 22. <laughs> <laughs> never get out of this. Haywood tells me he's a cryptocurrency millionaire. Good work for a man as young as it was. Cryptocurrency. To me, it's just another made-up word so fellas like him can wear a suit and tie and have a job. That looked like Alex Jones. Yeah, it kind of did. I must admit, I didn't think much of Sam the first time I laid eyes on him. Looked like a stiff mood blowing over <laughs> <laughs> I hope he enjoyed his time in the Bahamas. <laughs> I hope the ocean was as blue as it was in his dreams. <laughs> yeah, the first time I saw him. Jeremy in the quartering. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Oh, they want the link. Uh, v, can you put the link in the chat? Oh, the link for that? I just yeah. shut it off. Damn it. Oh. That's in the yeah, The first time the I saw Sam Bankman Freed, he was a short glass of water. <laughs> That's pretty good, man. That's pretty good. 
He probably needs to shave his head so they can't just grab the back of his hair. Oh no! They're going to grab the back of his hair. Oh my god! <laughs> oh no, dude. Yeah, he's he is definitely supple. He'd be giving BJ's in jail jail for sure. Hey, titty boy, get here, man. <laughs> yeah, he's got tits, dude. <laughs> yeah, you're transitioning, boy. You're transitioning. <laughs> Me, I want to help you transition right here now, boy. <laughs> Get in touch with the female side. Yeah. <laughs> Me, I heard that you are crypto king. <laughs> but in here, you got to listen to me now, ear. Moves. Exactly. <laughs> in here, you're not the king. I am the king. Oh, my God. You like biting them pillows, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you're flexible, boy, and grab them ankles. <laughs> now, all of a sudden, we're in Jamaica, not the Bahamas. Uh, <laughs> I know. <laughs> all <good>. True. <laughs> all right. The replay for this will not be on YouTube, by the way. I'm shutting it down right now and deleting it. Uh, <laughs> go over to Twitch. Find it yeah, there. folks, get over to Twitch. This will be in its entirety. Twitch, DLive, and of course, RogueNews.com. You are the resistance. <laughs> All right, guys, that was fun.